0: Nothing to worry about. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and joined with me is the ever quotable Jay.
1: It's, it's the only quote I have from watching this movie.
0: Well, you know, that's, that is one way to go about it. I can't really disagree. Um, and also, joined with us is Kenneth the Silent Hill Biker himself. How you doing, Kenneth?
2: I'm doing all right. I'm sitting here looking at these movies, and there's a there's actually a movie called Geek Maggot Bingo.
0: Yep, that is a movie.
2: <laughs> I'm like, okay.
0: Uh,
2: okay, well... Uh, Tonight, dismember.
0: Anyway, welcome to episode 40. Tonight, we are doing round four of the Birthday Bash, and we are also tackling... Cannibal from two thousand and six. That's a
2: good one for episode forty.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a solid. Can uh, we just cover?
1: Can we cover like Tucker Dale versus Evil or something funny <laughs> next? I would totally episode, like to please. That Maybe like a top three horror comedies or something uh, light.
0: Well, February is a really light light month for us. We've got two fun ones for that one. Um, but um, for now, Jay, how you been?
1: Uh, I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good.
0: Until you Uh, had to watch this movie.
1: Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I told you what. I watched like two hours straight of Home Improvement after finishing that (laughs) fucking movie. I should not have watched it right before bed. I was like, I I can't go to sleep with that being the last thing I watched. I watched it, and Uh, then I watched
0: a documentary on the actual case, and then I watched the interview... With the actual guy, Arwen oh, wow! Hughes. Your uh, your research went way longer than
1: mine. I just read the fucking
0: Wikipedia page. The Wikipedia page on, has like on, nothing on it. Well, I was on lunch at uh, at work. Uh, so, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Kenneth, how you been?
2: I've been doing pretty good. Uh, <laughs> just trying to get through. Uh, you know, Jay's then got me convinced on
1: getting the movie pass.
0: Yeah. I would honestly passes. get it I wish, if I, wish. I went more.
1: Uh, well, maybe you'd go more if you have it. Oh, well, you can't drive. So yeah, it's because it's
0: right. I can't drive. I've got to li- have got to line up two people to do it, and it's just it's just a big pain.
1: I wish that they would pay me to advertise because everybody needs. I'm going to write them and be like, "Hey, <laughs> we're an awesome podcast. We'll tell everybody to get your card."
0: Well, I mean, a lot of horror podcasts are already have been reviewing it and pushing it forward. I know uh, JP from Twenty Two Shots has been a big supporter of it.
1: Well, I used it to go see Insidious 4, the last key. That was okay. Better than 3, 1 and 2 are still
0: my preference out of the 4 that exist. I, I really need to watch them. I have yet to watch any of them. So, so 1
1: guess. and 2 are very cleverly written, and they connect well. Uh, 3 is a prequel, and it's kind of stupid. And then 4 is another prequel, and it's less stupid.
2: You haven't even watched the first one, Jerry?
1: No,
0: I've never even seen the first one.
2: The he first
0: one the,
2: the first one's actually on my voodoo if you, whenever you decide to watch it. Oh, okay, I
0: think the third one's on mine. Yeah, we've got a weird thing to have. Well, when people so we just gotta offer out
2: how to get chapter 2. Yeah, when
0: people offer free codes, I take them. I don't care. Someone because offered me true. a free code for the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Turtle movie. I didn't say no, I said okay. I own both of those and I enjoyed them. I actually watched them and I thought they were better than expected. They were mediocre. The second one is what the first one should have been. But that's not I, horror,
1: so let's move on, maybe.
2: <laughs> I actually had to call Voodoo because the the codes that you gave me for the three Purge movies, the first one wouldn't work.
1: Really? Did they fix it for you? Yeah,
2: they took care of it. They uh, He he tried another website. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Movie something. Movie Link or something like that. Uh, but he uh, he tried another website to see if the code would work on there. And it did. So he uh, basically what he did is he had me get on that one and link it to my voodoo. So that way all the movies from there. And I actually got two free movies by doing that. I got Ice Age and something else.
0: You are welcome.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Okay, then. Well, uh, I guess let's go ahead and get into the birthday bash. So last round we had. Jay with Friday the 13th Part 4, me with Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, and Kenneth with Cujo, and as expected, Jay won. Uh, Of course. He got a total of 25 votes. I got a total of 8 votes, and Kenneth got a total of 3 votes. Damn, even with all that dick-sucking you did, you only got 8 votes? Dude, I sucked so much (laughs) dick. Like, do you understand? Like, I was offering hand jobs, blow jobs. I w- Some people were like, no, that's gay." And I was like, "But it's not gay if you let me jerk you off with my butthole. That's not gay, <laughs> you know." I ch- I did everything in my power, and it was just not mm-hmm. enough to overcome. Right
1: before we started recording,
0: I saw a meme of Ernie
1: Hudson, who uh, played Winston uh, from Ghostbusters, at a con. And he's bent over the like autograph table and his like standee is behind him with his hands on his hips. And it looks like his like younger self is raping his older self. It's pretty
0: funny. Speaking of Ghostbusters, if you like the cartoon, the real Ghostbusters, and you like us, you can get commentaries if you join our Patreon. There is a $4 tier that you can join for $4 a month. You will get access to all of the commentaries we do for that. And you'll get early access to YouTube videos that Jay and I make
1: for just the price of one coffee. You can help feed starving podcasters. <laughs> that is
2: less than one cent a day <laughs> for less than one cent a day. <laughs> uh,
1: speaking of, uh, Ghostbusters, if you guys watched the free episode, I think it was on the free episode, I don't know, we recorded a bunch of them in a row, Uh, I mentioned Tobin's spirit guide and looked it up and I actually purchased one of the versions, Uh, there's two, there's a paperback version and a hardcover illustrated version, I got the hardcover one and the art is fucking
0: fantastic
1: and it expands on pretty much almost all the major ghosts from the the cartoon and the movies.
0: Yeah, it's super dope and now Jay will be able to to do research ahead of time and talk more about the ghost on the show. Yep. When we, uh, when
1: we come across the ghost, I'm like, Oh, let me just look that up in Tobin's spirit
0: guide. Yeah. So last four. Well, with that being said, Jay, you won round three, you take that championship home. Well, you take the uh, closer edging. It's now one point me, two points, Jay, zero points, Kenneth.
1: That's it. If I win this next one, it doesn't matter. I win That's game over. That's
0: very true. We'll still do a fifth round just to see what happens. But round four, it is time to go. Jay, you won last round, so we're going to let you go first. Oh, no, that's your, not fair. What are, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> no, it make no, no. Okay. I
1: have, so I have two, and well, I was hoping
0: to just kind of just decide. were you the um, guy that was like, we need to have them picked before <laughs> we fucking talk yeah, about them on the you show? Decided
1: not to, you decided not to do that, so that's on you. No, um, I said just I, have
0: it picked before the show.
1: I couldn't decide. I've got two good ones left. Well, suck a like, dick. Two pick one. recognizable ones. Uh, ah, oh, fuck. Okay. I'm going to go with children of the corn.
0: And That's a my... swing and a miss. What do you mean? Swing and a miss? Swing and a yeah. Miss. I was just to say,
1: you just lost.
0: You just uh, lost. I still have
1: one more. All right. So look it, here's the deal. If Kenneth wins this round, I'm the not. worst I'm going to do is tie with Jerry. Oh, then you that's and the, I will go into sudden death. death. If you win the round, then it comes down to being you. But if I win the round, it's over. So I'm still pretty strong, and I have one more good one. So that's true. What happens.
0: I will say this. If we come uh, down to sudden death on the show, I will not look at the scores until the night of the show to announce who the winner is. When I announce who the winner is, if you and I tie and we go into sudden death, we will on the show throw another movie out each ballot out and let the the people vote again. It's going to be rough. You're going
1: to if we go to sudden death you're going to win cuz I'm out of movies after this next round.
2: All right, Jerry, you what's yours? Uh,
0: mine is Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. A, uh, oh. a definitely a,
1: better than Children of the Corn a, in my
0: opinion. One of those movies where there are people who think the sequel is actually stronger than the original. And even though I'm not one of those people, this is a movie that sets up its storyline. It continues it beautifully. It dwells deeper into the story and the mythos. And you actually get to see more of where the the Cenobites come from. You get to see Leviathan. You get to see someone in real time get turned into a Cenobite as he's put into some cognitive machine that then turns him into uh, a less rapey version of his already human self. Which is odd enough to say um the doctor yeah you get you get returning characters you it hits previous storyline fantastic it is a movie that is well well loved in the community so i had to to make sure that it got its day in the sun that's a good pick man yeah so (laughs) kenneth do you got something that's gonna dethrone pinhead
2: I doubt it, but uh, I'm going to throw it up there. Um, I'm going to go this round with Videodrome.
0: Oh, that is... Ooh, he's getting the That's Canadian fan base. That's a good movie. Um, It is probably my favorite Cronenberg movie. I absolutely love the... Wait, why am I talking this shit up? Fuck that. <laughs> hey, I'm just going to let you do
2: it, man. I mean, because you probably could talk it up better than I can. I mean, it's a great movie. It, uh, it I think it really... For Cronenberg it really is a is a really good show of his attention to the body horror kind of thing. This
1: uh,
2: is it, James Woods. Yeah, and then on top of that you got James Woods in it. I fucking love James Woods. Me too. I fucking think Vampires. Carpenter's right, Vampires.
1: Dude. Oh man, that does I think give he's a
2: love. great actor. And so the whole thing and, and then going into, you know, the the mental aspects of his character and the shit that he's trying to deal with of what's going on and not knowing what's real and and what is and, you know, sticking his fucking hands into his stomach and all the rest of that shit. I mean, I think it's a great movie and I'm a huge fan of Cronenberg. So, I mean, that's the one that I got out there for this one. So I think it's going to be a good, I'm hoping that it'll be a good shot between me and you on this one like it was the first round.
1: Yeah, yeah so. I hope Jake loses terribly,
2: that idiot. Oh, I mean, I know it's going to be between me and Jerry. unless You, you don't know. You know? Yes, yeah. I yeah. yes, I do. So, Children <laughs> of the
1: Corn is a good movie. I mean, it is sure a good movie. Children of the
2: Corn is not a good movie, but it's still going to be between me and Jerry this round. Yeah, <laughs> I would. De- you said Children of the Corn, I was like, yep, it's going to be between Well, me my other
1: Jerry. option was Gremlins, okay? Well, so now, I okay, so... Done. If you really wanted to win, I would have done
0: Gremlins. Yeah, well, now we know what he's bringing to the table next round.
1: You can easily look by looking at my
0: year. I've got nothing left after that. I. Maybe you just haven't watched enough. If you had to no, go. Up, if, you, looking, if, if you had to looking, scrape bottom of the barrel with Gremlins as a Grimlins horror is movie. Gremlins a great
1: movie. Just because you don't like a, it doesn't mean it's, it's bottom a, of the no, barrel. No,
0: it's a good movie. It's just like it's an entry level horror movie.
1: So look, I got like Night of the Comet. That's a decent one. Oh, great oh, movie. The fucking so badass. good.
0: Huge cult following. Oh, maybe I should have went with that yeah. Maybe you should just be quiet and look at your movies list again. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, dude. Night, Night of the, the Comet so, so good. That. Oh, so okay, okay. What's better Stephen King won. Okay, uh, here's the thing. One yeah. thing I want to say about if you'd have thrown Night of the Comet in there, I'd have
2: voted for it over <laughs> my own because I love Night of the Comet.
0: That's so, such a good movie. I will say this on Video Drone. One of the reasons I love Video Drone, it is a precursor movie to. A subgenre of horror that I really, really like that I call internet horror oh, because yeah. it deals with like a subground subculture uh media in horror, and I absolutely love that. Movies like that and eight millimeter uh four scene movies that have actually deal with what we're going to talk about tonight and how the internet can bring horror way closer to home, whether it's I've supernatural or real life. You've never what?
1: I've never seen eight millimeter.
0: Oh, dude. Easily Nicolas Cage's best movie. Easily. I agree.
1: I do like Nicolas Cage.
0: And it deals with snuff films. I and know that. and
2: don't go into eight millimeter thinking normal Nicolas Cage, like his loud yelling and acting a damn fool. He's not like that in this.
0: Yeah, this was earlier on when in his career when he actually like tried. Dude, his new movie looks awesome. Because it's centered
1: around him being crazy, yelling Nick Cage. Yeah, but that's the thing
2: about it, you know. That's what he's known for. You know, he's known for his eccentricities that he brought to, like during Face Off. He's known for those kinds of things, and this is not like that.
1: Face Off is John Woo just remaking his Asian movies with to an audience who's never seen any of his camera tricks before.
2: Right, but my point (laughs) is, is that damn don't go into it expecting that Nicholas
1: cage. I don't know. I always, I always try and watch movies regardless of the genre with just an open mind and not base it on anything. Yeah. You I and I were talking about, about that. Previously.
0: All right. Well, we'll be back with the Nicholas cage podcast here after these commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Ghost rider was an Oscar. Word. No, I'm
0: anyway, So ghost rider. Okay. So guys check the Facebook group here after the show comes out a few days. And you will see the poll, vote on it, tell us who you think should win, and we will see who takes down round four of the birthday year bash. <laughs> and as we're coming to a close on the birthday year bash, we will be continuing this, but it'll be a, a new category, a new uh, spin on it. So we we'll, I say we do it fantasy football style. Well, we'll talk about that off the air with ideas of what we're going to do. I don't feel like going in on that right now. So okay. let's go into... Our feature presentation. Now, first, let's go into the history of why we're doing this movie. Because Jerry is a sadistic bastard. No, 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 no. Do not point the blame on me. Uh, a little You're over the one
1: who saw this and said Jay, we should do a show about it.
0: Jay, just just sit down, which you should already be doing, and let me explain to you how innocent Jerry, a decade ago was being slowly corrupted <laughs> by this this man of a dark past. This man was showing Jerry horror films that he should not have been watching, scratching the barrel and getting the filth of the underbelly of the cesspool of society and showing him movies like Cannibal Holocaust and Zombie. And then one day this man said, Jerry, today we're going to watch Cannibal and I'm like, okay, sweet, yeah, Cannibal Holocaust is pretty fucking, cool. Hold you 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 on, you shut you the can't fuck up. You shut the fuck up and sit down. I'm not done. And so I sit on this man's couch. I pet his fat gray kitty cat. And we watch Cannibal from 2006. And I am disgusted. I am horrified. I look at this man after this movie is over and I tell him, I will never watch this movie again as long as i live fast forward 10 years i start doing a podcast with jay and this motherfucker right here kenneth who one night while talking to me on the phone says you know what movie we should do on the podcast cannibal
2: you can't blame this on me you know who you want to blame it on you can blame it on my dad and you could bitch at him on the other side of the grave if you'd like
0: no! No! I'm no! No! Sure. No! I'm no! No! Sure that He's
2: laughing right now. No,
0: your, your dad taught me how to cook hamburger helper. I will never blame him for he's anything. The one that you're taking this, this
2: movie to me.
0: Yeah, but you're the one who introduced it to me. It's because you needed it. How? Why did I need it? You act like I was like, oh, Jerry's going down a dark road of. Of violent homosexuality, I gotta put to stop this now with a scared straight program. Dude, Jerry, I'm watch sorry, Cannibal. This
2: movie has nothing to do with your violent homosexuality. You had that to begin with, and it
0: stayed there after. I think it it kept that violent homosexuality that was deep inside me that keeps conservative Christians up at night at bay, <laughs> and let them sleep. A little better, knowing that Jerry was not going to, at some point, try to bite off another man's dick.
1: My homosexuality is not violent at all. Just so everyone is aware.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's very good to know. So I I posted a link to this movie in the Facebook group. I'll I'll give it a bump so you guys can can check, or I'll make another post or whatever so you can see it and try to watch it. But I want to I want to give a a warning right now. One, there are going to be spoilers on not only this movie, but the real-life case that it's based on. And two, if you watch this movie, you have to be okay with seeing a few things. One, penis. I know a lot of guys lot don't of like it. to watch a movie if it's got penis in it. And I don't, I don't understand why you see your penis all the time. Two. There's a
2: there's a lot of dick in this movie.
0: Homosexuality, and on top of that, uh, what can be seen as violent homosexuality, and very very sweet and rubbing homosexuality, where literally like every touch makes you fucking orgasm. It seems like, uh, with these guys. Um, and then three, very 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 realistic gore. If you like your gore over the top, via Tokyo Gore Police. This is not that. This is extremely oh. realistic. So you have to be ready for for that. If I re edited
1: this footage and added like a grainy filter and told you that it was a VHS tape I found, you would believe me.
0: Bitch, it already looks like a grainy filter's on.
1: I know, but you can still tell that it's a movie because of the angles and shit. But I, I said if I, I re
0: edited t- it. I was
2: God. telling my mom about it today. And I was hey him, mom
1: I was, <laughs> guess what well, you gotta
2: you gotta know my mom you know my mom used to be oh, a okay. coroner my mom's into this kind of shit uh it's, or she used to be uh, she's not she or she used to be into true crime and stuff like that uh uh but the thing about it is i was telling her about it and because my mom listens to the podcast and oh, hi mom <laughs> I've told her about this movie that when she watches it that the production value of this movie is very low and I think that's intentional. And and I told mom I was like when you go into it don't look at the <laughs> shitty cinematography as I mean, one shit. of those as one of those things that makes the movie bad like a lot of those really low budget movies that are out there. Don't look at it like that. The shitty cinematography makes it makes you feel like that somebody actually is sitting there with the camera really filming something that's happening in real life and I think that is on purpose because of the fact that the real killer in real life filmed everything that he did
0: yeah so I will I'll say that this is one of those movies that uses its low budget to its advantage to one make it creepier make it look raw think uh last house on the left in Texas chainsaw massacre um, right. it chooses its shots very very well the angles that it uses it's using them for specific purposes because it does a lot of times you have angles that are too low or too high and that's to make you feel like you're never on the same level as these people you're never seeing life as they see life you are you at the end of the day are just a spectator to a event in life that would never normally happen and you are by the grace of of information being able to see this underside of the world. So I also was telling my mom. So hi, Karen. Hi, Becky. Karen's <laughs> Kenneth's mom. Becky's my mom. Um, because we went out today, uh, to, to get some shit and it was dope. And, uh, she asked me what we were recording tonight. And I was like, well, we're recording cannibal. Yeah, which we're out is, to get dope. yeah man. Uh, <laughs> fuck hope do dope. Um, 2018.
2: It's just the way you put that together,
0: you went out to get some shit. It was <laughs> dope. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, and I tell her about it, and I tell her about the real crime, and I tell her about the movie, because it because really, she because I told her it was like one of the it's it's the most disturbing film I've ever seen, and she's like like worse than Cannibal Holocaust, and I'm like yes, worse than Cannibal Holocaust because one time she asked me to grab a a a really like out there like upsetting movie. And I picked cannibal Holocaust for us to watch together.
1: So the only part of cannibal Holocaust, and I think I've said this on the show before that actually bothers me is the fact that they are killing real animals. Yes. I understand that they fed the tribes who kill and eat those animals anyway, but watching an animal get slaughtered in a non food processing way. No, I, bothers I, me emotionally. That turtle so scene is, I can watch all of the human gore, Because it was so over the top, I can watch any of that. I can watch people eating people because it looks like a movie. This movie that we're reviewing does not look like a movie. The gore is not over the top. It doesn't look like somebody went crazy in the special effects department. I'm 90% sure that when he's biting that dude's dick for the first time, that his dick is actually in his mouth and he's just like breaking a blood capsule. Because it looks like he was holding on. It doesn't look like a stunt dick or a rubber dick or anything like that. It looks like he actually has the dude's dick in his mouth with a blood capsule. All right, we'll we'll, we'll get to all that. Well,
0: I'm just saying, it's so, disturbing. So, all right, so we're we're gonna get it. before we get into this movie, we want to give you some background on the case this is actually based off of. Uh, there is a man in Germany. Name, and I'm gonna fuck up their names because they're German. I'm sorry, I've listened yeah, to it Gartenbach. said 20 a times, but whatever. Uh, Armin Mives is, is the man, also known as the Rottenberg Cannibal, because he went to Rottenberg, Germany. Yes, so this is a man who was obsessed with cannibalism. He, as a young child, read the book Robin Crusoe. And became obsessed with the cannibal part in it. He didn't grow up in necessarily a bad family home. But not exactly a great family home. They were they were pretty well off. But the father did randomly leave. And the mother was very kind of overbearing on him. He He actually had a decent career in the military for a while. Until his alcoholism got too bad. In fact he... Uh, eventually wrecked his car and then when he got his driver's license back he once again got drunk and wrecked it again he eventually settled down and becoming a computer technician and when his mom died he was finally able to set up the the kind of setup that y- you you want to have when you're a cannibal so you know that- what
2: What? sorry to interrupt but the, you know how i've got my normal uh my normal uh, routine of having the movie going when uh, <laughs> when we're doing our podcast.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm turning this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fair God. enough. Okay. So, uh, Arwin would... It is Arwin right? Because I, I know I'm... A, it's Armin. That's how okay. it looks like it's Armin. Yeah, it's it Armin. Like... Ar- Arwen is Adam Green's dog. Um, not the exact same thing. Uh, Arwen was posting onto Cannibal Website's to advertise that he was looking for a willing victim who wanted to be eaten. After a few meetups that went nowhere, he finally found it in a name... Okay, this man's name is Bern Jurgen Armando Bendes. Let's Brandes. call him John. Uh, I'm going to call him Bernd, uh, <laughs> who was an engineer from Berlin, and he answered that advertisement in March 2001 because he... Wanted to be eaten. A little background on him: He was bisexual, and he at one point did actually try to get a former lover to castrate him, to bite off his penis and castrate him, even offering the man tons of money. And the guy declined. And this former lover was not like a boyfriend; it was a guy he paid for sex a lot. Uh, a black dude, actually. I got Come to see. On, I, I, I got man. to see an interview with him. Um,
2: I did also.
0: Yeah. So. Because uh, the big... And the big point of this is... Armin did not want to force anyone to do anything they did not want to do. He wanted he it all to be... Correct. He, w- he wanted it to be completely consensual. He wanted a willing participant. Now... They... They recorded almost the entire thing. There is a video of this entire thing. From start to finish. Um... And the movie plays pretty close to this. So we'll get into a lot of like the details as we go through the movie. But I do want to jump to his arrest, trial and manslaughter conviction. So he got arrested in 2002 because he was going back on those cannibal sites and posting about what he did, including showing pictures. Oh, that's the
1: first mistake.
0: Yeah. So someone reported Keep that him. shit to yourself. <laughs> Correct. Someone reported him. And they did indeed end up going to his house, catching him. Uh, now, originally, the testing on the meat they had found took too long, so he actually did get released. And then oh, they really? came, yes, and then they came back and arrested him, and he they found ran. the the videotape. So here's the thing: he was originally convicted in 2004 of manslaughter. Now, keep Medical. in mind. Cannibalism is not illegal in Germany. In fact, it's not illegal in most really? places. In most of the United States, it is left. there is no federal law. It is left up to the states. So as long as I don't actually kill anybody, I'm good to eat people. Maybe. There was a case I mean, in, 2000, in 2016. <laughs> cow, I'm so sexy family members. That doesn't stop me. Okay. There was a case actually in America uh, in 2016 right. where uh, a a... A man actually convinced someone else to let them cut off his finger so he could eat it, and he did get arrested for it. Mm. So, yeah, see, that's mm. and we'll get into uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look up the legalities juggalo? how to, how to yes. legally eat somebody. <laughs> it, it was indeed the Juggalos. I <laughs> that's I a new YouTube that. video how to legally eat somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to kill the cast. Okay, so now he only got convicted of manslaughter and only got sentenced to eight years in prison. So, cause he, but he was upset with this. So he decided to get it retried because he said he basically was just doing assisted suicide. And it was all consensual between two adults. See, I, I have to agree with him, but the here's it, uh,
2: see, that's the thing. That's the same thing. I, I talked to my mom about it. My mom said the same thing. She was like, she was she was sitting. there. Well, hold on, like,
0: hold on. If this is about if this is about the the argument of consensual uh, between adults and what they can do, leave that for later because we are going to get into that. Okay. You don't bring it up if you don't want us to talk about it, Jay. I'm trying to go through the actual criminal case, Jay. So I didn't know that it was him. That your face down. His Ho- yes, it was him. <laughs> he was like, "No, y'all are treating me unfairly. I did Dumbass. nothing wrong." So here's the thing they go. So it goes to retrial and guess what? He catches a murder conviction and gets life. Now, keep in mind, life in Germany is only like 25 years. So he technically could actually get that's, out.
2: Do you know that's actually how
0: long a life sentence is here? Uh, well, we have, they
2: give you we have 25
0: terms. to life. And if you get that, you te- you will have to serve twenty five years, and then after that, it is up to uh, each parole hearing to see if you will get let out. Oh, okay. So you don't get like twenty five years, and you just get released, like because uh, keep in mind, Charles Manson got life; he did not get a, a death penalty. He got life. So California, um, but it's never made. It's never made sense
2: to me how people get like five or six consecutive life terms and i'm like if you get life then doesn't that mean you you're in there till death
0: well the thing is is if like say a parole like it basically if they give you multiple consecutive life sentences it keeps you from getting parole as far as i understand it so now how did this conviction go from manslaughter to murder well, it turns out they were able to prove that not only that he killed for sexual gratification, uh, this was proved by the videotape. Two things in this that were... Thing is... Uh, Armin killed him. He did not die from bleeding out in the bathtub like it was originally said. Upon reexamining the videotape, it does show that when Armin dragged him... Not Ar- When Armin dragged him to... I guess it's a barn I really don't know what it is but where he took apart the body.
2: It, it was shows... a slaughter room upstairs. It's different. No, cuz he, was...
0: he took him downstairs in I'm talking after the downstairs. Are you talking
2: in real life, about in the movie? him upstairs? Yeah, in real life he took him upstairs.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: There wasn't a barn in in real life cuz the I don't know which documentary you watched but the one that I watched there was a uh, one the, the his Armin's lawyer Oh yeah, that's that's the, the interview the house. with him.
0: Yes. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, right. So, they showed that he was still breathing, and that he was stabbed in the neck, and that's how he actually died. And they also proved that there that there was a motive because in the first trial they could not prove motive. You cannot have a murder conviction without motive because if there is no motive, it is only manslaughter. So they uh, they were you they used his sexual gratification from the killing, from him masturbating to the videotape as motive for that so he he got it and his psychiatrist even said you know what armin should not be released because he is always going to have fantasies about devouring the flesh of young people even though armin himself says that he is now a vegetarian and he does regret what he did and hopes that uh, other people like him get treatment so they don't do the same thing he did he also, he also
1: solve a case.
0: What? He helped solve a case. He was consulted he, on on a case. Correct. He also nope. believes there there are about 800 cannibals in Germany. I believe it. Fucking Which makes Germany, me go, are so you a cannibal if you've never eaten human flesh? Like, like you're not no. a slut if you've never fucked. So are you, you calling yourself a cannibal prematurely here?
1: Yes. There may be people who want to be cannibals, but...
2: Well, I mean, all right, that brings up a question. I'm not and a
1: sniper if I haven't put a bullet through somebody's head. All right, here's point. the
2: question. Here's the question I got for both of y'all. All right, and answer honestly. If you went to a country where consuming someone's flesh cooked was a delicacy and you had the ability to do so,
0: would you? Uh no, just because of the scientific proven uh science That consuming human (laughs) flesh does cause, um, Um, uh, mental problems. It does cause, uh,
1: scientific science,
0: scientific (laughs) science proves that scientifically there (laughs) are things wrong based on science.
1: Yeah, no, he's right though. There is, it is not healthy to eat human flesh. It's
0: not meant for consumption. Don't do that. Yeah. So Uh, me personally, no, I would not, uh, I, Kenneth, I feel like you would, you would want, you would, you would do it probably
1: i can't say i'm kind of like i'm i'm half and half like i'm totally with jerry on the health thing like i definitely don't i already have enough mental health issues without getting a taste for human flesh uh but i don't know i i definitely i definitely have to like if it was actually a thing i would definitely have to think long and hard before i decide yes or no hey, But you know who else yes?
0: thought long and hard
1: i honestly don't have a moral objection to it i guess would be the And way to see, answer that that's question. the thing about it, because both of
2: y'all both of y'all know that, you know, in that in that instance right there, the biggest thing that would hold someone back, aside from Jerry's scientific science, <laughs> uh, aside from that, the biggest thing that's holding you back is the is the moral issue of it, where it's just like, OK, oh, obviously, number one, you're not going to want to kill somebody. But at the same time, I mean, you think about all the issues that we've got going on in our country now about killing other creatures and stuff like that. So if you went to a, another country where a human being, uh, when they died, like, you know, you, you always hear the religious aspects of it where a lot of old tribes and things consume the, the, the flesh of their dead to become closer to them and things like that, right? That's actually where a lot, of cannibal, uh, a lot of cannibal stories are born is from that tradition from old cannibalistic tribes. So it's like it, it's it does not seem that far fetched of an idea for me, for one of us or all three of us or anybody else out there to go to another country where it's not taboo at all to do that. But as long as you're not, you know, I, I obviously going out and imprisoning somebody and slaughtering them.
0: Gotcha. Well, here's the thing. While it may not be taboo in that country, while it might be either acceptable or people look the other way, say like with child sex rings in Thailand and such, um, it's still taboo on a global scale. But here's my issue, Kenneth. Are you really willing to accept the fact that you're going to have to deal with a whole new uh, Facebook conspiracy theory uh, post going around that says, I got autism from eating human flesh? (laughs) <laughs> because you're going to get that Lord. you're going I ate I ate human flesh while I was pregnant and now my kid has Down syndrome. And I'm not saying <laughs> that a celebrity who's blonde and a woman who may or may not uh, talk about science without being a scientist uh, agrees with me.
1: She's the oh, furthest but, thing from a
0: scientist. But it just so happens that I found out while doing research by clicking on the first link on Google, and it said that the, all the the human flesh that comes into Peru is taken from the mentally handicapped, and I think it's now and it's 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 uh, it's contagious that way. So I mean, are you willing to accept that, Kenneth? Cause I'm not.
2: <laughs> I don't even remember half of the shit that I was thinking before you made this comment. <laughs> so it doesn't matter.
0: All right. Well, with that being said, let's get into the movie Cannibal from 2006. It is an hour and twenty mi- twenty nine minutes long. It has a 5.2 rating on IMDb. An internet advertised placed by a man with a cannibalistic obsession brings yields a willing victim to serve up his own flesh in this dramatic account of the crime that shocked the world. Um, you really only have, you've got a couple of different actors in here, but only two matter. That is Karsten Frank, who plays the man and Victor Brandel, who plays the flesh and it is directed by Marvian Dora. It is also written by Marion Dora. Whoo. Okay, alright guys I hope everyone's fucking fucking ready for this (sighs) Cannibal from 2006
2: I honestly think that before you get started like going into stuff and whatever else I honestly think that this could be nothing more than just conversations that we have and, and bringing up the movie as we're having the conversation because this movie is so serious then I just think that we could just we could just
0: talk <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. um so basically how I described it, you know it's very artistic it's very low budget it's very like self-indulgent in how it shows things like with it it starts off with like the mother reading the Brothers Grimm Hansel and Gretel thing and and like even little weird touches like her bookmark is a leaf. That she's wearing three rings. there's a random fucking snail. Um, which shows up again at the end of the movie, and I still have no idea what the snail represents. At all. Did anybody else think he was going to kill that little kid? Um, no. Like the but, first time you, I know you guys oh, watched this before, but for uh, me, when, when he picked up that kid, I was like, "What the? F- is he going to kill this kid?" Oh yeah, What's this is the first on? time watch for you. You know what I noticed this time? I didn't notice last time. the The first guy he talks to is a dude shooting up, but the dude's wearing a minor threat shirt. <laughs> yeah. And like, fans for life, yo. Well, minor threat was straight edge. They don't. They didn't do drugs. They were very anti-drugs. But the
2: dude was shooting up, which makes it even more interesting. Yeah, I want to know what the
1: conversations he had with those people were, especially what like are these people who answered the "Yes, I'd like to be" an ad. If so, why did so many of them get mad at him? That's what I want to know. I think they thought
0: it was. It was like that chick was like. How dare you, sir? I mean, well, well, you know hell? why she got upset, right? It's because, because he, what, he he t- told t- her Well, no, what he t- said t- women t- are too he women are too important. Uh Yeah, I saw what he typed afterwards. Yeah, to the survival. And so and also it's like when she touches him, he doesn't want her. It seems to me like a lot of these meetups uh the other person thought it was going to be very very sexual.
1: They right, thought it yeah. was just,
0: you know, we're going to talk about like we're going to like it's like talking about having a threesome while having sex with your partner, but you never actually have that threesome. You just talk about it.
2: Well, it's like, it's like the same thing where they were talking about, you know, when they're talking about it in the actual case, he talked to a bunch of people, man. And nobody, you know, uh, excuse the expression. Nobody had the balls to fucking goddamn go through with it. You know? Yeah. And, and which, which I, 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 I'm just like, I can, I can kind of see that, but at the same time, I mean, you know, I would imagine that if, that if I'm having a conversation with someone online at this time period, because this happened in 2001, I would imagine that if I'm having a conversation with somebody online in 2001, and they're being straightforward enough to discuss these things with me,
0: they're probably serious. Right? Well, but keep in mind, like, a lot of these people are just indulging in a fantasy, and they probably assume other people are just indulging in a fantasy also, and keeping at the fantasy uh, point just like, uh, th- like the people like I'm. I would assume that a good chunk of people who talk about necrophilia online would not actually do it. Jerry is one of them. <laughs> No, no, no! I don't believe in cracking. I crack open a cold one with the Necro- boys. Necromantic
1: not... is his favorite movie. No, oh my god, we're not getting into
2: necrophilia with anger, a fucking okay? pipe. This is this, this this show is about cannibalism. <laughs> okay, we can just, we can do a necrophilia show later, and then we and then I can talk about more things about my viewpoints in life that'll make people uncomfortable.
0: That's okay. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, okay, so. they they, there's a lot of conversation going back in this movie you see a lot of just like nothing going him meeting with people him hanging out with children for some reason him messaging people back and apparently at this point everyone on the internet had to use at least five exclamation points at every interval. i would
1: like to give the movie some points here though for a movie with very little dialogue the progression of events was incredibly easy to follow because of the detail in the shots that 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 were there. So I'd like to give the the movie props on that one.
0: Yeah, another thing I like to give the sound design of this movie is very good. Like if you look at the first time the man and the flesh meet, uh, the audio here is like really weird. It's chirping birds, but it's also howling dogs. So it's like happiness. But this darkness combined with it, and it's very fucking creepy. Those dogs Ex- want to eat those birds, much like the man, like wants to eat the flesh. Yeah, like the guy when the flesh introduced himself, he's like, "I'm your flesh," you know. And and the conversation between, "I don't want to suffer. You will become a part of me." It's very, very fucking just weird and awkward. And like even as you, when you start, it's very weird as you watch the movie. You would think that the man would be the one taking charge of everything but it's not it's the flesh he's the one that like he takes office when t's getting made he strips himself down and, and and just shows himself and the man seems to be like overwhelmed and kind of freaking out about everything and and it almost seems like through the whole movie up until like the big like castration part Oh, oh. The man is just oh, not, so uncomfortable. not I, in it as much as you would think he would be. See, I thought the whole time I was watching this I'm
2: and, and what you exactly what you were talking about. The whole time I'm watching this, I'm trying to put myself in the headspace of a person that would want to go through this type of atrocity where they want to, you know, have their junk cut off and also, you know, be eaten by somebody alive. And uh, no less, you know, because. Well, no, he does not want to be
1: eaten alive. Remember, he said he doesn't want to suffer
2: in the movie. Yes. But that's what that's where I was actually fixing to go with it, because they said in the court case, he on the on the videos in the court case that he talked about wanting it to happen to him alive. Yeah. And that one of the biggest things that he wanted, because 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 this movie is so close to what happened in reality, that's the reason why I'm going back and forth. Because it, I mean, it's damn near spot on.
0: Yes, you know, it very much so, so
2: is. Yeah, so it's like, so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm trying to put my headspace, myself, in that kind of headspace, and I, and I just absolutely could not do it. Yeah, because that, that's I, because probably I could,
1: a good thing. Well, like, it's
2: not just it's not just that. It's it, what I'm th- <laughs> what I mean when I'm going into try, trying trying <laughs> to explain what I'm saying is it's like. I could not do it because I cannot imagine what it would be like to willfully walk myself into death.
0: To to put yourself right in the spider's web.
2: Right. I cannot imagine what it would be like because humans innately have that natural fight or flight kind of thing. Either yeah. fucking well, fight it or get the fuck away. Not I couldn't. willfully walk into it.
0: I couldn't put myself exactly into it, but I know Jay can probably get with me on this. I do know what it's like to want tragedy to happen to you, because and I think Jay's in with me where we, we have an issue where we think that not only do we deserve tragedy, but we want that tragedy to happen to us so that one, we can feel like after that tragedy, we will feel important. We will feel like people will care about us, and it won't be us, bur- we don't feel like a burden to them because we want them to show that they care for us. But but now there's a reason, so it's no longer a burden. It's it's you have to mourn us because we're we're passed along or something like that. It's it gets us out of of all the guilt. And there's a there's a part in the actual case where we where after uh uh the armin could not could not bite uh dude's dick off and they go to take him back to the to train station the guy decides he wants to go back because he doesn't want to explain what happened he doesn't want to explain why there's bruises on his dick and and cuts it doesn't want to explain why he just up and and left and lied you know he doesn't want to explain it so he goes he goes right back in it it he would. Re- he goes. You know what? I actually do want this to happen because I don't want to have to deal with explaining anything, and and having that thought process. I have that thought process, and I fight that thought process a lot. Where it could be something small. It could be something as like I don't feel like I'm. I've done enough work for this podcast, man. If I just got in a car wreck, I would not have to record tonight. And okay, it's like right. those are not equal bounds, but that's the thought process. And I as I would assume that this guy maybe has kind of the same thought process except his is more um sexual in nature as to where jay and i more of like want want the world to care about us without us feeling the guilt for it
2: okay i get i get where you're coming from on how you explained it for yourself but uh, kind of a little bit further into what i was talking about in 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 that particular person's case and the reason why i can't put myself in that same headspace is the difference between you were saying just a minute ago if you got into a car accident you know you wouldn't have to feel the guilt uh, or how how you put it right all right then you got your difference between the reason why i can't put myself in that headspace is the difference between being in a car accident and dying immediately or being in a car accident and burning to
0: death well yeah but uh, i know you
2: i feel like this dude is going into that I feel yeah. like because because of the extreme pain that he's fixing to put himself through and in the, and in, and even when they talk about the video of what happened in the court case he was upset that he wasn't that it wasn't painful enough. Yes, after the guy they, was after,
0: very much in the right. the guy who was killed in real life he was into pain. He wanted it to hurt. He like like I had said earlier, he tried to get someone to castrate him beforehand.
2: Right. And so when So when uh, uh, Armin cut it off and he's sitting there after about 30, uh, uh, how long did he say it was in the, in the, in the, in the uh, the thing, it was 30 minutes. Somewhere in the 30 minutes. Right. And then he said it didn't hurt anymore. And -hmm. he was upset that it didn't hurt anymore. I mean, I'm sorry, dude, but it's like, I can't get myself in the kind of headspace for that kind of pain. And you know, me, man, I've been through a lot of shit when it comes to physical pain in my life. So I can, I've got a pretty good high, threshold but that no yeah and I, I, i've been through 12 hours of back surgery i've been through car accidents and i've passed 30 fucking kidney stones i would much rather not have to deal with that kind of shit so yeah. i can't
0: and I, I can't
2: fathom it you know what i mean
0: this movie does mute that part a lot so that the focus stays on the man instead of the flesh they don't go into the flesh is part of it, which to me is honestly scarier. Right. Um, and and apparently there is a movie that, that, that shows this from yeah, the, shows victim's the victim's point of view. Yep. And I want to find it cause I want to see if they go into, uh, wanting all that pain. Cause I can't, I can't go. I, I can't even, I, I am a bitch when it comes to tattoos. I do not. Kenneth knows I, And one of those, I tell, like, you know how guys, like, punch each other? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Kenneth knows. When I meet people, I tell them, you're not allowed to do that. I don't play that game. Do not slap my back. Do not punch me. Do not slap my ass. I do not fucking do that. You will send me over the edge. I do not deal with pain well. I don't deal with that surprise uh, at all. Do not do that to me. I'll smack your ass a little bit. You like it when I do it. <laughs> like no, but like in all real reality, like um, I, 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 I like with Reese. I told her she's never allowed to hurt me during sex. Do not right. bite me. Do not scratch my back. Do not do anything that will cause me any pain, or that will be the end of it. Yeah, I see, cannot me, deal with I like,
2: it. And if, from that particular standpoint, I like it a little you know, some of it, but I don't like the extremities that uh, I know and have had dealings with that other people do, you know, and, 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 and it's different strokes for different folks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some people like it, like, like that particular instance to be a lot more, you know, a lot more painful. And some people don't like you, you don't like it to be painful at all, which I can totally get. I mean, that's supposed to be a, a pleasurable moment, but you know, for it to be that kind of instance, but I still, I mean, to me, that right there is the absolute extreme.
1: I'm so all over the place on this topic. Uh, I like getting tattoos because I enjoy the wanted pain. My feet hurt because I have diabetes and I'm on them all day. I don't like that pain. But when I get a tattoo, I like the tattoo pain. I cut myself to cope with stress, which I haven't done in a long time. I'm actually pretty proud of myself for that one. But I like yeah. that Ooh. pain on myself because it helps me calm down. But I, the other way around, like I don't like, I don't like pain during sex. I like, like nibble on my lip. Like that stuff kind of stuff is fine, but I don't like pain pain. So I am,
0: I'm at both ends of the
1: spectrum depending on the situation.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, I can't, so, like even, so watching this movie, the fact that there there is uh, sex and violence put together in a realistic thing, like like take a video drone. like, I can watch that because it's the, the the setup for it is unrealistic. I can I can deal with that. I can watch, you know, I can watch like BDSM. But to the point of this movie, I I get so uncomfortable. Uh, even talking about like I'll be honest with y'all. Like even recording this, I am so uncomfortable. I like I like it's I'm because, I'm walking on eggshells, just yeah, and, and I, like keeping I, I myself you. calm.
2: I get you, dude. I mean because this I have never seen a movie that is as close to reality.
1: This as, is as this movie. That I have 100% never percent yes.
2: I mean, and if and if you didn't go into it knowing that it wasn't, I would be willing to bet that it'd be another one of those movies where somebody would hunt down the damn director and think. that. Oh, yeah. Charlie
0: Sheen would call the FBI.
2: (laughs) That's what I'm killing me. That's that's what I'm saying, man. And I mean, and, and what makes it even worse is, damn, when I say closest to reality, you can look at it in both ends of the spectrum. You can look at it as. It looks that way, special effects and everything. And also you can look at it because I have never seen a true crime movie in my life that was as close to the real act as this movie. And when I watch that documentary on it and listen to it, you can watch that documentary after you watch this movie and envision everything that they're talking about damn near word for word.
0: Yeah, I watched two documentaries on it. One of them including Armin himself actually talking about everything, and he talks about everything so calmly, like it's yep. not even an issue. The it's... only time
2: I ever seen him waver is when he when he, when he genuinely I think felt bad is when he talked about the act of actually killing the guy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's so the 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 entire... he didn't care
2: about the fact that he hated. Him.
0: Yeah, like I don't mind the idea of getting killed. But the idea of being tortured, absolutely terrified. Like, if they were like, what what horror world would you never want to be in? My number one pick is, is Hellraiser. And my number two is Saw. I was about to say, uh,
1: when I watch the Saw movies, I try, like Kenneth was saying, he was trying to put himself in the headspace of this. I try, and I'm like, could I willingly put my hand into a device that's going to remove my arm? to save my life or the life of somebody else. And I don't know if I could. Yeah. Like, like you said, I'm okay dying. If it was like, I'm going to shoot you or your wife. Cool. Shoot me. I'm good. That's great. But if it was like, you have to cut your own arm off or everyone, you know, dies. I'm like, Oh fuck man. I guess everyone <laughs> I know is dying. Cause I don't, I, I honestly don't know if I could, if I would have the mental fortitude or the physical ability to go through with an act of self mutilation that does not end. Uh, that you're not in control in of in instant death.
0: Yeah, I, see, I can't do it. And like see, I, in I, that
2: particular I, aspect, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. go ahead.
0: No, okay. you can go ahead.
2: I was gonna say in that particular aspect, if it was if it was that type of thing, I honestly think that I could I I would be better than both of you guys at doing that at doing the self mutilation thing for the preservation of other people. I honestly think I would be better at it because if somebody said you cut your arm off or everybody else is going to die, I'd be like, hand me a fucking skill saw.
0: Yeah. And I, to me, it's just like, like as much as I would love to sit here and be like, oh, of course I would do it if they like had my mom and Reese and my cat all lined up and and fucking guns to their head. And they're like, you got to cut off your fucking arm. Uh, like I don't know if I have the ability to do it. Not that I don't have, like that I don't want to try and save them. I just don't know if I I, I could do it. I would probably end up having a panic attack and not being able to do it. And that's that's the har- That's the harsh reality. Is looking at it from that not being not fucking. Oh, I'd man up and do that shit. No, it's not like when you put yourself in a realistic situation like that. Y- y- looking at your true self. You're not gonna be able to just fucking do that. It's not like it is in the movies where you find the courage to fucking get through it and do it. I that doesn't happen all the time. That that's a very rare occurrence in the real yeah, world. Yeah, but
2: see, that's the difference between you guys and me. When it comes to blow your brains out or, or this person over here is gonna die, I would have a harder time with that than cutting my arm off. Yeah. And what because and, I'm more afraid of the of, of, of the death itself than that part of it
0: yeah you know what i'm
2: saying i mean so that's that's what makes it a lot more difficult i mean obviously if it was my daughter or something like that i think i would hope that in that particular situation that i'd be like all right fucking let's get this done but you know if it were the other way around i honestly think that it would be easier for me because i am more afraid of death that is the one thing and i'm telling this out there to everybody that listens this is a deep part of me that is the one thing that i cannot come to grips with is the finality of death
0: yeah and that, and, and it's weird cuz for like me and jay that's not an issue
2: right and it is for me i cannot come to grips with it the older i get the fucking more it wigs me out cuz i know cuz i'm right now i'm going to be 35 this year and i know that at 35 for a lot of people that's halfway my life over hell for my dad it was it was more than halfway
0: yeah, I was going to say like how old was Bill when he died? 53. 50, yeah, okay.
2: That's what I'm saying. And I mean it's like, you know, and that scares the shit out of me. Because yeah. I'm one of those people where, you know, it's like, you know, Jerry, you're an atheist. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you, you're you're not worried about what comes after. You don't believe there's anything there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what Jay feels about, you know, life after death. I am terrified because I don't know. I would yeah, rather you- know.
0: You're yeah, an agnostic. You you Right. you realize, I, I have no clue. I I, have, I don't know what the fuck gonna happen.
2: Right. I would I, I would I would probably be it would suck and I'd be pissed off about it, but I would probably be more able to deal with the fact of knowing that there's absolutely nothing but blackness and fucking oblivion. That there that once you die that's it. It's all over. But I don't. And okay. that scares you, the
0: shit out of me. You need to go on voodoo and, and watch uh martyrs. I've seen oh. martyrs. Oh, you have? That's that's a movie I'd love to do. Um, So let's get back into this movie. Uh, I want to bring up a point. These two guys are the ugliest motherfuckers Like they couldn't even give me hot sex. Can we get a remake of this? And it's like Edward Norton and Brad Pitt playing the characters (laughs) so I can at least like find it sexy. Because like these guys, the two guys in this movie, one, they're very loving with each other. These guys are like uh, a couple that's in the puppy dog love stage after. But they've already had sex like two or three times. So a lot of the awkwardness is gone. And now it's like super intimate. And this whole movie, like, it is Like, they can accept each other's flaws. Like, the man licks the flesh's belly button, and the flesh literally has the ugliest belly button I've ever seen in my fucking life. It, I don't know if y'all noticed How it. How many belly buttons have you seen? Oh, I've seen, I used to live in Florida. I've seen a lot. That's true. And, and, and Kenneth knows my sexual past. I have been very blessed in mm. that area of my life. And the belly button area? In the in the seeing people naked and they're... I got a fetish. I got a fetish for the belly. Yeah. So but no but nonetheless, this dude has the ugliest fucking belly button. And if you don't believe me, go back to when he's getting dressed before he goes I, to meet Armin I, I and you. look at his belly button, it's fucking gross. I it's... thought
2: one of the craziest things is when they do the the, the really close up shots of their face. And you can see every single pore in uh, on the side of their face. And uh, and the, you can tell that they did not put makeup on either one of these guys for this movie.
0: No, they well, didn't, yeah. didn't. It's yeah. such a natural look at both of them. And it's such a, like, when, like when they touch each other, when they touch each other's flesh, I've never seen someone who wasn't on ecstasy have that touch mean so much to them. They finally found somebody who understands them. Yeah, I I mean, I guess that's what it is. I mean, because, like, like when they finally, like, go upstairs and, like, start, like, there's a part where the the man is, like, kissing and licking on the flesh's fucking foot. And I'm just like, I'm like, man, he literally has more hair on his fucking hobbit foot than you do on your chin. It's disgusting. He looked like he had a
2: dragon thing. Going down his back with the hair, man, and then it just went to this fucking.
0: It looked like he had a rug on his ass. Oh yeah, my, but oh my god! Like, I, I like. There's even a scene where, like, the flesh is laying down, and and the man is just drawing in blue on him. Mm. And I and
1: I when I first saw that theme scene, I thought he was like drawing like cut lines like the way they like if you ever look at a diagram of a cow and it shows you where yeah sh-
0: yeah i thought yeah. that's what
1: he was fucking doing
0: yeah made do me chuckle because that's what i thought even, he was doing and then i realized he wasn't i was like oh okay. yeah there's there's this innocent to it it's even like when they start doing shadow puppets with each other yeah like, the
1: animals are so funny <laughs> or
2: when they're or when they're both standing outside in like the little meadow thing next to the house and they're both completely butt naked and they're throwing they're playing
1: bocce ball or whatever the fuck.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, and just for, again, to reiterate what Jerry said, there is, I would say, two thirds of the movie full on, full frontal male nudity.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, they
2: like, two thirds of the movie.
0: They make Brokeback Mountain 100% look like a straight porno. And I mean, straight as in sexuality, straight. I
1: like *Brokeback Mountain*.
0: I too. really do too. It has two fantastic. It's a sets
1: great of movie.
0: Um, it's a great movie. It is. It really is. But like, and then and then they start like drinking and smoking weed, and the and they finally have sex. And it's really weird. I a hundred percent thought the man was going to be the top and the flesh was going to be the bottom, and it was the opposite. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was. And it kind of shows you that in in this like it, it it's like I said earlier, the flesh is the one that actually has more control right now and is actually more into it, even though the man's the one that's been turned down like multiple times because people don't really want to do it. and then it turns out like when it's time for it to actually go on, he almost is the one having problems with it. Um, and so they're I fucking... actually
2: and this 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 might may be maybe kind of weird. I don't I don't know how you are gonna take this. I actually felt bad for the man.
0: When he when the flesh was sitting there telling him that he was like too weak, You're so weak. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into that. I want to bring up something weird though. While they while they were fucking, why is it when they're fucking there's ho- horse noises? Ah, uh, because there were horses outside. I
1: actually have no answer.
0: Like I I think this is a a tribute to uh, Armin in real life because they talk about in the documentary him and uh, his neighbor that they interview like riding in a horse and, and buggy around. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe it was to that, but it's like, I, I don't know. So they finally, that brings say, up an
2: interesting question. Do you think
0: Armin seen the movie? No. Well, I don't know because you know what? In my research, there was another movie that was made on this subject that Armin actually got, um, like
1: he was upset about, wasn't he? Yeah.
0: He was upset about, he said it violated civil rights. And so it never came out. I don't even know if you can get the movie or not. I haven't like looked, but so I wonder for this movie, cause there was even a rumor going around that the, the filmmaker of this movie got to actually watch the tape. I can't find anything that says he actually did. And in most instances where the government has a tape like this, they do not let anyone see it.
1: Nope.
0: Sure. Don't. So I don't think that's actually true. I think there is a probably a transcript of the tape, and he maybe got to read that. But... I don't know. I don't know, man. So, it's time to kick this up a notch. This... Uh, Why are we kicking anything up? Th- this is... This is not the turn in the movie. This is, like, the, the setup before the turn. So, the flesh spreads his legs and tells them to come bite it off, and... Kenneth and I used to actually joke about this scene because it was the only way for us to get over this, and we would randomly scream at each other to bite it off. <laughs> um, And he tries to bite it off, and he cannot bite it off. And, like, oh. Jay, Jay, I've always wondered how they did this scene. And, Jay, I think you're right. I think he probably did have dudes dick in his mouth and use blood capsules.
1: That's the only thing I, like,
0: it looks way too realistic
1: for it to be a fake I think, dick i just
0: I've i don't see it, any I've, other way
1: i I've don't think he was actually shop. causing I'll, uh penetration like you know like biting into i don't think like i think he was he had it firmly in his mouth and his teeth were probably against it i don't think he was biting it to the point of making it actually bleed but i i do think that it was uh it was pretty close
2: like like i was saying i've worked at a sex shop and Out of all the fake dicks that I've seen, and I've seen a lot of fake dicks, I have never seen one that looks that realistic. So that being the case, I mean, I I would have to agree that he really did because that was an insanely intense
0: moment.
1: Oh man, I I legitimately and I know it happens like dramatically, like if a guy sees another guy get like hitting the like you instinctively grab your own, but I was legitimately like, "Oh, oh, like I oh, it was so hard. I had to force myself to watch it. It was so hard to to actually watch that scene.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And and this is where Kenneth says he feels bad for the man cuz the flesh he's screaming out of, "You're weak." And the the man's crying, and even when the man's like, "I can't wait to become one with you," trying to trying to bring it back, the guy's just like, "You are weak." And they and, and he's like, "Well, maybe it would be better if you was asleep." They try Nyquil, but when the when he wakes up, uh, the man had it, done anything. The, yeah, the man's cowering in the corner, and it's crazy because when the guy is is waiting to go to sleep, um, the man the man is holding the flesh's hand. Like you would hold the hand of your your lover in the hospital right before they pull the plug. And see, that's
2: to me, that's one of the craziest things about it because I'm, I'm I'm sitting here, and not just because of the fact that you know I felt bad for the dude, but at the same time, I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm like, my God, the the, the amount of what's the what's what's the word that I'm looking for here? I mean, it's just intense mental fortitude Str- mental st- strain Orchard. that's going on yeah in this whole situation. between these two between these two guys because it's like okay us you know uh, that's that's not into that sort of thing at all or whatever because i don't want to be too crass on what's going on but i mean it's like you know to be a person like that i mean i can't i, I can't even fathom what it's like to be in a position where you've got one guy that really wants to eat this other dude and this other dude that really wants to be eaten and what the the one guy can't do it and the other one wants it so bad that he's angry at this and neither one of them are are in the place of looking at it from our perspective where we're like what
0: the fuck is going on yeah so he the flesh just says take me back to the train station they go there on the drive there the man's like, I'm able to do it. It's my greatest desire. And the flesh is like, I need you to be tough. Um, you know, so he's like, "Come." so they end up going back to the house. They buy more drugs. They go up in there. They sign a document. Um, they take pills. They chase it with alcohol. And this time there's no biting the dick off. It is straight up oh. castrate me. Oh, this was, oh. The line is, the flesh says castrate me, then kill me. Oh, God. And this is At where least this is, this is
1: the peak of the movie for me because after this, everything afterwards is so tame. I, I,
0: I actually still have a really hard time with the ending of the movie. Uh, and we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, this is like oh. in my notes, if you were to see my notes, this is where I put, this is where I start so getting really, black really the uncomfortable. <laughs> the music itself makes my stomach turn. As he is slicing into the dick, I legit feel nauseous. When he pees out of the stump that is now his dick. That was
2: fucked up, man. That was
0: fucked up. I cringe so hard. And it's not like a humor cringe. My body is rejecting the scenes I am seeing in front of my eyes. My My body cannot accept what my mind is telling it is not real. I cannot accept the fact that in real life, someone did this. Right,
2: mm-hmm. it's fucked up, man And and the thing about it is, I want people to know That it's listening to this podcast This is not one of those things Where it's cut away And the camera's somebody, somewhere else And you see Pete come flying into the camera angle No, 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 no. the they camera is on no. The stump of what is left Of this man's manhood Is what is left And you see him piss out of it I've never seen anything like it Before in my life
1: Yeah, it and yeah, is I, it was
2: so
0: intense
1: (laughs) oh god i just ugh, i need a shower
0: yeah it's it is brutal so after the the dick cutting scene we go to the dick cooking scene and uh, that
1: one was a little easier for me to stomach
0: yeah but the flesh is like sitting in a chair and blood's like still leaking out of them and like watching when the man feeds the flesh his own penis like he can't even chew it it's just it's just as he's trying to chew it, it just falls out of his mouth and the flesh tries this, to eat it and he just like spits it out and i'm just like if you were the the flesh and you just watch this man who cut off your dick spit your dick out like how pissed are you because you're like really now you can't swallow well it was overcooked <laughs> It was overcooked. Uh, he unfortunately <laughs> does not know how to cook dick.
2: I was thinking the same thing. I was like, man, I was like, how, you know, if I even made it to this point, it's like I would be slightly offended at yeah. the start of March.
0: So they they go to the bathtub. They're filling the bathtub. I, I feel so uneasy in this scene. Blood's coming out of his amputated dick. The water's slowly turning red and 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 the flesh looks up to him and says i don't want anything to remain of me and they kiss and he asks him if he feels pain and then he gives them more alcohol and the flesh says a line at this point and i'm not sure if he's saying i am tired or i am dying and it's the sadness i have at this moment uh, intensifies as as the 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 man starts to drag him out of the bathtub. Like, they wanted this. He wanted this. It was his choice. He, he, he and I try to sit here and go, well, if this is something someone wanted. I should be happy for them. And I can't. I am so, I was so overcome with sadness in the realization of this is what they wanted. The, the, the Like, you got to a point where this is what you wanted.
2: I think it got more intense for me again when I when I listened to the interviews of the real thing because you know someone made a statement that in those moments it was worse on the guy on the flesh because uh and I think his name is Brandis
0: something like that. Uh,
2: right and i don't want to just call him john because you know i want to give respect to this guy but uh i i i think in those moments like what they said it wasn't what he wanted it wasn't what he dreamed of it his fantasy didn't come to fruition and at that moment i think that i think that's where the sadness comes in versus you know being in that mindset where you're just like, well, that's what he wanted. So hell he got what he wanted. I don't think it is what he wanted because at that point, I don't think his fantasy came. I don't think it was what he expected it to
1: be.
0: Yeah. And surprisingly the, the, the moment that I'm not grossed out in this movie is when, when the flesh vomits a little and shits himself as he's being dragged down the stairs and down and, and to this other room this is the point where I'm not grossed out at all. I'm just in a state of melancholy, like a right, like a at f- that, fucking uh, a Billy Corgan album. Because at that moment,
2: you know that you're on your way; the end is coming. I mean, it, it's a, it's a downward spiral at that point.
0: Yeah. So yeah. he gets dragged into uh, this room. It looks very much like a barn because you can the flesh can see his breath. Uh, well, the man can see his breath, and this is where you can see that the the flesh is breathing. So the man kisses him, holds his hand, and stabs him in the neck. And the man gags. The man actually gags at this, and it and he gags later on too, doing this like it like he, which shows that even though he's finally done it, he he still doesn't have the actual fortitude, because unlike the flesh, who like Kenneth pointed out. This is not in the way the flesh thought it would. It was not his fantasy. The man's fantasy is coming true, but it's, it's much more overwhelming than he thought it would be. And he's not as tough as he thought he would be doing it.
2: Right. So, and at that point, I mean, it's just like, you know, he's, he's going straight into exactly the, the next big, the next big thing that he's got to do. And, you know, at after he kills the guy and he basically strings him up like a deer, the, Ed the Gein whole, style, right? And I mean the whole the whole instance where he's, you know, basically having, for lack of a better term, I mean, just a love thing with this guy's
0: guts. Yeah, he holds the dude's intestines up like he he's showing the world, like he's trying to show God what he has done. Like right, man. like I was just like, my look God. at <laughs> look at me, creator, I I have ascended to a next level, uh, and then like right after that, he he actually holds the knife to his own penis, like he he thinks about wanting to join the flesh, and then he doesn't do it. He 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 doesn't do it. He stabs it into the body. Yeah, he's like, oh, nah, that's a bad idea. Yeah, and. So the rest of this movie is literally just for the mo like the next like good chunk of this movie is him removing the organs cutting the skin moving the bones sawing off the head cutting off the arms like he even licks the dick stump for some reason uh like he's bagging up the <sighs> meat and there's like even a point where like he lays down next to the the basket that's holding the head, and he's just holding meat or organs. I'm not really sure which one, and he gags again. So he then, like, dumps all the unwanted stuff in a hole outside.
2: Um, Have either one of you ever been there? I mean, Jerry might have. In Germany? No, not once. No, I'm not saying uh, Jerry, you might have. I don't know about Jay, but um, have either one of y'all been there when an animal's being gutted?
0: No. No,
2: I actually haven't. Okay. The reason why I ask that is because that moment when he gags, there's the one thing that you don't do when you're gutting an animal is you try your best not to pierce the stomach. If you pierce the stomach, the, the, the fluid that leaks out the acid and everything, not to mention the, the not completely digested stuff that's inside the stomach. It's worse than normal shit. It is one of the most putrid things that you can smell it, it's absolutely horrible and I wondered if that moment he was getting a little bit of that because he basically was you know processing the flesh for consumption I mean and at that point I mean it was pretty much the same thing as any any other moment in time where you're
0: processing any other animal
1: he also making a jacket at one point too
0: it does look like he is, he is he is doing something with the skin to to do something i'm not sure if it was a jacket or what because it's actually kind of interesting at the beginning of this movie he only wears suits he is is only wearing suits and now he's only wearing his birthday suit like this dude probably had to request time off of work for this (laughs) like he requested you know a five-day weekend i could look
1: like he did did the tech support from home so like maybe it was part of a on-demand call center and he could just work whenever he wanted it, it, I could it be, could wrong be. About that
2: i'm not i can't remember what sure. they said about Although that is a the guy in real life
0: comparatively
2: i can't remember what they said about the guy in real life i can't remember but he did have a full-time job
0: yeah so he uh so it's just scenes of him like cooking flesh and it seems he's doing a little bit better now at cooking food Uh, he sets up a giant table. I mean, he lights candles, he opens wine, he's got the head on the table. Um, it's, and and he's wearing clothes now.
2: That was another thing that was described, uh, that was actually taken out of the real, the real thing. That's actually what he did. He took out, he described it as in, he took out his best China. Um, he set candles on the table, I mean the whole nine like he 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 set it up one hundred percent like he was having a a you know five five star dinner, yeah, with, you know to give respect, that's what he said that he did so but my I think the craziest thing to me about the end of the movie is when he went back and watched the video of what he had just done and he was masturbating to the video,
0: yeah, well, that's saying he's wearing like he like one he's wearing women's clothing while he's eating. Like he's wearing a short skirt and it actually made me think because earlier in the movie, there's a scene where he's just like taking a painting off his bed and he's holding Mm -hmm. it, which I'm assuming is like a painting of his mother or something. The clothing he's wearing at that point looks a little feminine, but it it looked like it could still be like a regular suit. But the hat looked a little feminine. The jacket looked a little feminine. Um, (laughs) And and then I didn't really think about it because like there's bathrobes he wears in this movie. And I'm just like, oh, well, you know, it's just Japanese bathrobes. But even now, looking back at those, those were very feminine uh, bath rows. but I actually know, thought that bathrobe was pretty badass. <laughs> you would. Uh, so I mean it's just it's just crazy. Um, he smokes a little weed and, and eats food and, and while he's doing this we get the sounds of him jacking off and now he's watching the jacking off. He's watching the video and jacking off like Kenneth said and uh, then he's back in the suit walking down the road and here's our snail and the snail is a terrible actor. He looks right at the camera. <laughs> right at the fucking camera like what kind of fucking uh what what kind of fucking actor are you snail jesus
1: yeah um snail. and
0: that's the end of the movie it's just him walking away in his suit and a snail and and that's the the end of the movie like it just it's just done it's not a gigantic ending it's 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 just done. It's over with. He's, he's heading down the path to the next day. It's just another day for him now.
2: Well, I th- I can't remember how long did they say it was that before he got, uh, before he got caught.
0: Uh, it was about a year, give or yeah. take a month or two.
2: Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, I mean, it's just crazy, man. And I mean, it, you know, the, I think uh, me and you had started a conversation about, what I'm fixing to bring up before, but this right here is a prime example of, as we as horror fans, I don't think a lot of times really think about what happens in real life. I mean, unless it's obviously like this where it's directly linked, but I don't think that we, I don't think that we as horror fans really think about the inspirations for a lot of the horrible shit that we watch in real life you know and this one right here i mean you can't you cannot sit and watch this movie without thinking about it this ain't like the texas chainsaw massacre where it's loosely based on ed gein or or some shit like that this is a a 100% direct portrayal of what happened in real life
0: yeah and and even then like you can't even say the texas chainsaw massacre is loosely based on ed gein that's like that's like a chick saying she's loose and her pussy lips hang like a wizard's sleeve. Okay, <laughs> it's not. It's no, no. It's inspired by, but it's not based on. This right. is based yeah, on. This is this is fucking place. on point. And here's the fucking uh, the real life man, Armin would not have been caught if it wasn't for himself because the guy who was killed did everything in his power to make sure there was no trail. He deleted all messages. He he bought a one-way ticket using cash. He made sure that it cannot be tracked through him, and so had Armin never uh, uh, shown pictures, had never put, had been care more careful about what he said. He could still be out there today, All right.
2: And that's the thing about it, man. And I mean, you know, if you really think about that, I mean, that's a, that's another one of those things where you can really get into the creepiness of everything. I mean, how many people are out there right now that haven't been that, that do, that do shit like that. And I mean, it's like, don't get me wrong. After we get done with this conversation, I'm still going to love watching horror movies. That's not going to change. But, you know, I, I honestly think that sometimes as horror fans, we do need to take the time to think to ourselves, Hey, a lot of the shit that we watch out there is inspired off of things that really happened in real life that are absolutely. I mean, think about the fact of the reaction that we all three of us got from watching this movie because of how realistic it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I mean, just think about that for a minute and then put that towards the inspirations for some of our absolute favorite movies.
0: A hundred percent
2: let that sink in for a couple of minutes, man. And I mean, it's like, you know, I honestly do believe that not just as fans as a whole, but I think that damn people out there that, you know, that look at the horror genre from whatever direction that they look at it from should give a little more respect to it just for that very thing.
0: I agree. This is like, and for, because uh, when we watch horror movies, we look at it as entertainment. We separate it from the real world, you know? We laugh when, right. you know, uh, a fat dude gets uh, his head chopped off from a machete while riding his motorcycle in Friday 13, part five, because it's just funny. It's just, ah, oh, look at that. Jason, yes, cut his head off, and we're like, that was an awesome decapitation, you know? But when we. Sit down and think, had that been in real life, that was someone's son who just got murdered. Who, I mean, the the mom got murdered shortly after. It's not
1: real life, though, in those situations. This was very much real life. And even, so, for me, uh, just expanding on this topic, yes, while a lot of horror movies have real life inspirations, they go so far to fantasize And to dramatize those real life situations that it doesn't, none of it bothers me. I don't care how many true stories The Conjuring is based on. I don't feel like that is possible the way it happens in the movie. So even if a family is traumatized by a spirit, whether I believe it or not, that doesn't affect me because it's so fantastical. Whereas this movie was as realistic as a movie could be. And that's why... It well, it's a, so hard.
2: It's like the same thing where, where, you know, and I totally get your point. And I agree with you, too. And I agree with you. But at the same time, I mean, you look at the correlations with different things that have happened in the horror genre based on what's going on, you know, based on what's going on in reality. Like, uh, you know, I, I'll give you one from the documentary that I watched. You look at when Hostel came out, man. That was right after we discovered that fucking people were getting tortured in damn Guantanamo Bay.
1: But see, that's it's a complete disconnect for me.
2: Yeah, but still, I mean, and 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 for different people, that's that's exactly that's exactly my point is that we don't as, as horror fans, you know what I'm saying? We go in there and we look at it from an entertainment value, and we never do. We never really think about that. We never do. We never think about the direct correlate correlation that a lot of this shit does have with reality, and that's the reason why I think that sometimes, you know, every once in a while, because I'm not trying to convince people to not watch horror movies. I mean, fuck, I'm not going to stop watching them. I fucking love watching horror movies. You know, I'm probably not going to watch Cannibal
1: again, but... <laughs> I don't see it. I, that's it. That's exactly it. Because it's so realistic, there is no entertainment value for it, for me. So I, mean, I have hell, no reason to watch it again.
2: Yeah, and I agree. You know, but I, I do think that sometimes, you know what I'm saying, I mean, that we as horror fans should, should take the time, at least for a, a couple of seconds, if not anything else, to, you know, give it a higher level of respect based on a lot of the things that lead it to the level that it is
0: yeah that's fair i i completely agree um so now i want to get into the the topic of what should consensual adults be allowed to do with each other and at what point does the mental health of that person come into play
2: let's take it next level
0: so I love conversation. This this is two adults who are wanting to do something together consensually. They are both agreeing to do this. Now, does their mental health come into play here? Do you do you look at someone who wants to be eaten and go, There's gotta be something fucking wrong with that guy? Or do you just go or do you say that's his fetish, that's what he's into. If he wants to do it, let him do it. He's not hurting anyone else. At the end of the day, these two guys were not hurting anyone else. And now keep in mind, much like um, with suicide and, and like people a lot of times will say suicide, well, you're hurting your family members and all that. While I understand that, I don't think that's a good argument just because it's still your own choice to make. And if you make every choice in your life based off what's going to make other people happy, I would not have this podcast. I would be uh, uh, preaching Jesus right now. Uh, so maybe I would have a podcast. It would just be about Jesus. <laughs> uh, and it'd be called Jesus Wept Why I Speak. Um,
2: You know, stick your tongue out.
0: uh, Yeah. um, Well, I'm not Catholic, so let's not go that far. Um, (laughs) But where's the line drawn? Okay, Jay, do you think in this instance, one or the other, that there is a mental... uh, There's mental instability there, and they should not be allowed to make these choices?
1: So... I'm very, very torn. Because as we've stated before, and I think you just said it a second ago, that we we support people who don't like we don't see suicide as a bad thing for those who feel that's best for them.
0: Yeah, to quote uh the great Doug Stanhope, uh life is like uh, bestiality porn. It's not for everyone.
1: You're right. So oh god, I'm trying to I I have a good answer in my head. I'm trying to put the answer into words. Um There's 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 no doubt in my mind that there's something wrong with this guy. Obviously there has to be something wrong with you because it goes against human nature to want to cause yourself permanent mutilating type damage. Like there's a there's a a difference and it may even be a very fine line, but there's a, a difference between someone who likes to get punched in the face, and I know there are during sex, and someone who wants to have their penis removed permanently with a knife without any kind of anesthesia. However, mental issues aside, having this done doesn't affect anybody but the, his own person. This person is not hurting anybody else. They're not causing anybody any any kind of other discomfort besides us for having to watch the act happen. So it's I'm super torn on it. I just I feel like in 99 percent of cases, adults that are hurting nobody but each other consensually should be allowed to do whatever the fuck they want.
0: Yeah, it's just a matter of like you don't like is someone taking advantage of another person's
1: right? In this case, I don't like in this case, both of them are probably fucked up, but both of their fucked upness coincides with each other and they both got what they wanted. Yeah. So this, Kenneth, this guy, I actually feel like as far as just going by the case, he's probably the least like crazy out of the crazy because he never, ever forced anybody. The, the The sociopaths, the psychopaths, they kill and rape and maim whoever they want, when they want. They don't wait for consent. This guy waited for consent and found a willing partner. That's insane. sane and respectful as
0: you can ask any human to be. I, I agree. Kenneth, where, where do you stand on this?
2: Dude, when it really comes down to it, I'm, 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 I'm with Jay on. There's a lot of different things that you can bring up in this. Okay. Like number one, you can bring up the argument of assisted suicide. You can, you, you can bring up that argument. Now, Obviously this is a little bit more extreme. Uh, the, the man or Armin in this case for the real case, damn, he wasn't, you know, a doctor that was being asked for like an old person or whatever else is in pain. So obviously, you know, so, so the mental, the mental aspect of uh, between these two people is, is definitely one of those things that can be put up in there. But I'm also in the same boat of, okay, there's obviously, these are obviously two consenting adults, completely consenting adults that are willing to do both of these acts. So, you're right. I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of in that in that basis, but at the same time, you know, we're looking, you're looking at the fact that this guy wants to get his penis removed as as something that's that's extreme, and to us, it is extreme. But what's the difference between that guy wanting to do that and another and, and another person that's into body modification wanting to split his dick into four different pieces?
0: Yeah, and well, here's the thing: in this day and age, if you want your dick removed, you can go through the steps of doing it. You have to go through, you know. Uh, evaluations you have to you have to go through a long thing to do it but it can be done the only difference here is instead of going through trained professionals and all that you just went to a guy on the internet who was like yo I'm trying to fucking eat someone
2: yeah but <laughs> my, but my point that I'm getting at man is just like okay a lot of times when people go through body modification they're not only going through it for the modification itself but for the pain that they that they endure so so like I said, I mean, there's a, there's a whole lot of different factors that you can throw up in the air to to argue for these two guys to be to have the ability to do these things willingly and freely without any kind of repercussions and then you've got the other end of it where it's just like okay should either one of these guys be in charge of anything that's going on in their own lives because of their mental instabilities but then you're then what's going to happen when when they're put up to their mental instabilities where you're going to put them into a nut house and they're probably going to spend the rest of their lives in the nut house fucking in an absolute torture because of the of the dreams and whatever that they want to accomplish yeah but in this case in this case you've got armin who has went to jail and he has succeeded in what he wanted to do and then you've got the other guy whether it was what he wanted or not in the long run for for the dream or the feeling of it he still pretty much got what he wanted in the end too he got his dick cut off and he got eaten by another guy so it's just like okay these two fellas were able to accomplish the things that they want to accomplish. So at this current moment, would I think that the guy Armin would continue this cycle? Obviously, because he was trying to do it again. But at the same time, do I think it's li- it, it leads into the serial killer kind of arena? I'm not sure. I'm not so absolutely sure. Because at the beginning of it, yeah, he had consent. And like Jay said, he was waiting for the consent to be able to do it. But... After he's done it the first time and he's tasted what he had, it could be just like chasing the dragon. And the second time around, he may not want to wait on it again because he wants to experience that so bad. You never See, can but tell. See, then
1: we get into the the age old argument: is can we prosecute or judge people on things they haven't done yet just because we think they might do it?
2: Exactly. And then there you go. You got. I mean, we could go on and on arguing. Different points of perspective with this particular. This is one of those things that's unique in itself.
0: Yes, I hundred percent agree. Because at the end of the day, these were two, uh, for the most part, upstanding citizens. They were fully functioning. They they fully functioning members of societies. They, as from what we can tell, they were not hurting anyone. The fact that Armin. Uh, was looking for a willing participant is a is a big thing and the fact that the other guy was had this was not his first time trying to get someone to do this to him and and that's one of the things so i want to i want to end this with a simple question to both of you if uh if you were the judge would you have given him murder manslaughter or would you have let him go Uh, Kenneth, I'll let you start. It's again, and this is just you, you have full control and you have to make a choice.
2: I, I, I don't know, man, because in my mind, I'd be going to that same old thing, judging somebody for what they may or may not do, Mm -hmm. because I would, I would be worried. About whether this guy would go down the road of wanting to seek that feeling again, you know, because the guy can say whatever, the, whatever he wants about being a vegetarian and whatever else. He's in fucking prison. What the fuck he's gonna do? But out in society, that's something totally different. So I think, I personally think that on the forefront, I think he should be. I don't. I wouldn't want to say prison. But maybe one of those, you know, it's like a prison, but it's a mental kind of a kind of thing where he can be, you know, he can be looked at and he can be, you know, upset uh, and watched, maybe get some therapy, you know, those kind of things. If not anything else, just see where the guy's headed from that point of view. I mean, if not anything else, I, I, I honestly it would it would be a very difficult decision.
0: It sounds like you're you're still leaning towards murder because it sounds like you do want him to to not be it's not more free. than I'm,
2: it, it's not more than I'm concerned about what he did it's more than I'm concerned about what he could possibly do yeah. because if if we you know if I knew the future and knew that he wasn't going to do it again then more than likely I'd just give the dude manslaughter yeah because I mean he had consent yeah. you know what I'm saying I mean hell I'd be more apt to not lock him up for anything at all because he 100 had consent yeah but so, I would be more concerned about what he was going to do
0: Here's my thing, and I and and I'm I'm positive on what I would do. I would give him manslaughter, because one, I don't want him to walk free because it sets a bad precedent, president, president, whatever that fucking word is. Um, and I don't fully know, like it's hard to tell in the exact moment when it went too far, because there there are times in the case where they brought up where where the guy who who was killed. Did say no. Um, They they brought that up. And so I do have to give a manslaughter. Because of that. Um, But I can't give him murder. Because I cannot. Rightfully condemn someone. For something they may do in the future. Just because I do not believe. In the once a cheater always a cheater. Just like I do not believe. uh, Once a man of faith always a man of faith. I don't. There's too many things that happen in people's lives that change them. It's too easy to to make mistakes, or it's 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 too easy to say you get so stuck in your convic- convictions to not do something that you ruin your life in a completely uh, a different way, or you seclude yourself in, in a different way. So. For me, I would have given him manslaughter. He would have served his eight years, and it would have been something that that much like Kenneth, I wouldn't put him in prison. I would have put him in somewhere that can uh, be with him. And if I have the ability as the judge, I would like to like have um, to where you know he has he has to do re- he has to keep in therapy. He has to do reports. If he has internet access, it's monitored. Like, there are things that I would like to put in line to to help him stay on the straight and narrow. But I don't want to sit there and fully be like, you don't have internet access. You do, I, I you can have internet access, but it's going to be monitored. You're going to have to keep going to therapy. You're going to, like, we're right. going to see if we can have you live a normal life. You know, you're just going to have to jack off to Robin and Caruso. You're not yeah, going to ha- be able to fucking eat someone. And
2: I and I agree with that. That That's kind of where I was going. I mean, I would be extremely worried about whether he was going to or not. Because you know as well as I do, man, more times than not, if you've got that, you know, me and you've read the books, we know that, uh, like I said, more times than not. It's not 100%, but more times than not, man, they, uh, you, you know, are more likely
0: to offend again.
2: Right, you're more likely. I mean, especially when the crimes are as extreme as as this could be perceived to be if the guy was not willing. So it's like, you know, you've got that fine line to ride there. So that's that's where I was going. Pretty much the same thing. You know, constant therapy, monitor, You know what I'm saying? That kind of
0: thing. My biggest battle was was motive versus consent, because I do think he has motive. I 100% think it uh, has absolutely. motive, and because of that, technically, it would be murder. But I think the consent uh, of adults plays a, a big part of it. So, Jay, w- what do you think? Uh,
1: I, I would honestly, I'm going to, this is my 100% unbiased, logical reasoning. I don't think I would, and you correct me if what I'm saying is factually false, and help guide my answer here, but... I wouldn't charge him with anything because of it was consensual. I would just have him go to therapy and all the other mental health steps you guys talked about to make sure that he never hits the point of
0: forcing or murdering somebody. Gotcha. So, so for you, that consent is a very, very big thing, right? That's and the of line course,
1: just... this is this is me making up making up my my logical laws, not following the laws in place.
0: Yeah. And I understand because like, um, I, I know, um, on the argument of pedophilia, like I'm much different than most people because I believe we need to spend more time helping those who do not want to offend instead of demonizing them.
1: Oh, see, I'm, that's a hundred percent with you. I feel like if it was a, it was, it was okay to talk about, In a like, I can go to a doctor and say, "Hey, I feel like I want to go step in front of a train." They're like, "Oh, that's terrible. Let's talk about it." But if a person goes to even a therapist and says, "I'm really attracted to underage children or prepubescent children," which is the definition of pedophilia, I, I it irks me when people assign it to people who are into teens. Like that's a, it has another name. Pedophilia is prepubescent children. Yeah, Stop isn't isn't teens uh hebophilia? Right, it's something along those lines. Either way, that's not here or there. But even if you go to a therapist, that therapist then has to treat it as if you just said you're gonna commit a crime. Yeah. You can't even go to a mental health professional and say, This now, is a feeling I have, this is a feeling I don't want. What can we do about it? Yeah,
0: now are you uh how do you feel about um when they bring up like them owning stories or them drawings or even uh, here lately, now that we're in this kind of technology where there's sex dolls that are made to look like children. Do you think those would keep someone from offending or push them into offending more or faster down the road? I feel like it would keep them from offending Maybe not
1: permanently. I'm not. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know everything. But the way I look at it is, if you look at the progression of soci- socio and psychopaths, it starts with fantasizing. It moves to animals, then it moves to humans. So if there was, let's just say, let's let's keep going with the the psychopath analogy. If there was, say, uh, fake animals or fake humans you could murder, while it may not stop them completely, it may stall their progress. But again, if there are tools like this, there there has to be both. We can't that, just have tools.
0: That brings without... up a valid point, because if if we can give you a, a sex doll that looks like a five-year-old, if that stalls you for two to three years of actually breaking down and doing it in real life you might have just kept one or two children safe i feel like we need the <sighs> tools. you can go in a minute
1: kenneth I, I can feel it in your in your gut <laughs> <sighs> i feel like we, ne- we need to have the tools like those outlets as well as guidance because we don't have yeah e- well we're right now we have people developing the tools like there is a, there's there's Japanese art and American art that all depicts uh, children, and then they all they have to do is put the disclaimer that the characters are eighteen and they've they've yeah. passed all legality. And, and, and keep th- in mind, now we have these dolls, but we don't have we still have the stigma. I mean, even fucking depression has a stigma in normal society. You yeah. can't say this person is attracted to kids without pissing off every single person in the world. Kill him immediately. He must die. We have to castrate him. That's the only way. If we had a better thought process about this stuff if they we had we could work and study it and develop mental health tools to help these acts never come to fruition against real people if they can stay in their head and be productive members of society as disgusting as their desires are it shouldn't that's as long as they just stay as desires then we're good we have avoided Having other humans suffer and be in pain and carry that trauma with them the rest of their lives because we allowed these people to talk and have their tools that
0: don't affect or bother anybody else. Yeah, because keep in mind, Jay and I are are hundred percent against pedophilia. Like we yes, do not yeah, want children to be that. to children be hurt. Should not be having we sex just with
1: anybody. We let we, alone adults.
0: Yeah, we look at it the same way we look at any mental health issue. And we try. We want to look at solutions instead of just demonizing someone, and because when you I, do that, it doesn't. There's no conversation. There's no moving forward. There's no help.
1: I don't want this to feel like it's going to sound. So everybody, yeah. listen. Please so, be bear, bear with me, but what I'm about to say is much like other situations in attractiveness. I do not feel like it's a choice. I don't feel like somebody just wakes up one day and goes, "You know what." my five-year-old niece has a really nice ass.
0: Yeah, I and it's because it is
1: an uncontrollable desire and they don't know what to do with it, do with it. And because we can't talk about it, it just gets worse.
0: Yeah, it's just like, you didn't, if you're, if you're a heterosexual male, most of us did not have to like, go and suck a dick to see if we were into dudes. We just fucking knew. <laughs> I mean, and, and it's crazy, like, uh, I, me and Kenneth had this conversation. In Japan, in Japan, Child pornography was not illegal until 2014. That's true. And it's
1: still not all the way illegal. Well, no, no, no.
0: The grace period is over. Uh, They had a one year grace period where you could turn in any materials and you would, you would not get in trouble, but that is over because if anyone's into anime and they like Roni Kenshin, well, guess fucking what? You're not getting any more because the creator was arrested for owning child pornography. He is well, going that to jail. Is done, thank goodness. Uh, so, I mean, with, but so, what I
1: meant, what I was getting at, is, and I again, correct me if I'm wrong, but a couple buddies of mine went to Japan, and they were telling me that there are still magazines you can buy with not nudity, but un, like literal underage girls in sexual positions, but not naked, like
0: maybe in bathing suits and whatnot. Um, I, I don't know when I when I go to Japan next year, I'll, uh, if I see any. I'll let you know. But uh, with that being said, Kenneth... Your you, turn. <laughs> you... Okay. So th- there is a big difference with B and J. We do not have children. Uh, um, uh, all right. No, I so, have
1: nieces or nephews, and I'll tell you what. No matter how I feel about them being able to talk about it, if anybody ever touched any of the kids in my life that I care about, I would immediately murder that person.
0: Yeah, so... Without hesitation. Kenneth straight up ha- has a daughter, though. So... So, let's let's get the perspective of a father on this subject.
2: OK, here, here's where I'm at on on this whole thing. I agree that I do not think that somebody that goes into some type of uh, mental health facility or going and seeing a doctor or whatever and says, I'm having these thoughts about a child. Help me should immediately be charged with a crime. I do not think that at all, because obviously they are seeking help. They know that these thoughts that they're having is wrong and they need to get help. I thoroughly agree with that. I think those people should be given whatever that they need to get past it because that's what they're doing. I look at that the same way as I look at a person who is addicted to drugs. Even though you can control your drug impulses, you can't control those. But I look at it the same way as that person going to rehab and saying, I am fucking addicted. I need help. Help me. Because you are making the conscious choice to go get help for something that you know is wrong. So I completely agree with Jay on that. How do I feel about the, the dolls and everything else being readily available for these type of people? I do not agree with that. And the reason why I don't is because I feel like that at some point in time in our society, those types of things being readily accessible at like Starship or something like that is going to bring some form of normality to that type of mental disorder. That's what I feel like that's going to be. And that's not one of those things that that is questionably a mental disorder, in my opinion. That's not like one of those things that's up in the air nowadays about whether, you know, being trans is a mental disorder or not or something like that, where you can have a a conservative and a liberal going back and forth with each other, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm not talking about that. I thoroughly believe that wanting to have sex with a prepubescent child is a 100% mental disorder, and it needs to be fixed. And question
1: I, I have a question to elaborate you said uh if these dolls were readily available how about if they were prescription oh yeah if they were government mandated like every single person who received one was and i I fucking hate the sex offender registry because of how broad a term sex offender is if you get drunk and piss in public you're a sex offender and now you're on the same registry as the person who molested their their fucking child so i won't say sex but if everyone who had one had to see a doctor had to talk to them had to be diagnosed or prescribed one and then they were on a list not but, a public list like the yes sex registry not public but
2: the only way that i hundred can... percent monitored I can see where you're going with that. And I do think that would be an okay idea to a point as long as fucking the media did not take it and blow it fucking way out there. As (laughs) long as it is, as long as there's some kind of witch away that it could be kept literally private. Because I, I honestly believe that if it's one of those things that goes out and it's readily accessible, it goes straight into the fucking public, it's all over social media and things like that. Over time, I truly believe that that's what it'll do. It'll bring some form of normalcy to this thing, and it should not be in any way, shape, form, or fashion considered to be any form of normality.
0: I 100% agree. I I actually do not think that uh, that going that route with a list and making a prescription would bring normality to it. I would actually worry that there would be more uh, uh, pedophiles who would not want to do this out of fear of being outed out of fear of being, being, being made public. Like, like, uh, this is not a good metaphor, but the closest thing we've had in the recent years is like people who are being outed as a racist and they're losing their job and they're losing, you know, like they're getting threats of physical violence. And I'm not saying that being a racist is good. Fuck them. Uh, I'm all punching Nazi in the face when you see it. I don't give a shit. Uh, If you think a whole race of people should die, I really, at that point, Kenneth and I have had this conversation, I go back and forth on how much freedom, you can't call a black dude the N-word and not expect to get punched kind of deal. And I would worry that the same thing would happen here, that if that list got public to the media, like Kenneth is worried about, I don't think it would bring normalcy. I think it would bring a witch hunt.
1: Yeah, I that I agree.
2: That too. I mean, so, but you know, I do
0: agree with you. I do not want to normalize this. I do it, not. It,
2: it shouldn't be in any way, and, and, and that would be probably one of the things that that I would be more worried about than anything yeah. else with with any kind of implementation of these types of tools, physical tools, with any kind of inpl- implementation of that. I, yeah. That's what I would be afraid of because and look at the direction that we're going. Uh, with having to deal with situations like you just brought up with things like that.
0: Yeah, and so, like, and I don't want to get super political or anything like that, but I just wanted, I wanted to bring this up to show a more extreme case as to what we're talking about. Because if you can wrap your mind and form an opinion on, on how pedophilia should be handled, now let's take a step back and go back to the to, to the cannibalism like now can you form a, a and now that you've done it in an extreme form and cannibalism still extreme, but I'm pretty sure given the choice, more people are going to be more okay with, with murder and cannibalism than they are with pedophilia. That's just a hundred percent accurate, y- you know? So now that you've gone to that extreme, it kind of helps you as an audience, maybe help form your opinion. And I know a lot of you are, are probably going to be very upset with, with, The uh, outlook that Jay and I have on it, because and call us like liberals or whatever. Um, but keep in mind, we are looking at it not specifically from that, but from a mental health issue in general. Um, and we want to bring that in. In this case, you had two men who, mental illness or not, were fully functioning members of society, like Jay and I are, except instead of like Jay and I, where we just want to commit suicide they wanted this guy wanted to be eaten and the other guy wanted to eat it's like i wanted a blow job and she really wanted 20 bucks huh. except you know some knuckle children die versus someone actually died their life ended even if it was their choice if i kill myself and it's my choice it's my choice Man. Well, I mean
2: that, that brings up a whole – the analogy that you just used about the blowjob and knuckle children. I mean that, that brings up a whole different slew of, uh, of conversations that can be had about just consent in general where you're not you know where you're talking about adult acts that don't include that include don't include murder and cannibalism i mean you talk about sex work things like that i mean you've got a whole broad spectrum of consent amongst adults of things that are illegal at this current moment that we know of that should or should not be illegal
0: yeah especially in a world nowadays where power position and consent are constantly it brought up constantly in a in a struggling balance as to what how one person perceives it versus the other. So one of the biggest things with this episode that we want you to get out of it is sometimes you need to put yourself into someone else's position to see how they see the world. And this movie may make you uncomfortable. It may sicken you. And it has for me for years this is the one movie that I've said I would never watch again because it disturbed me that much, but putting yourself in their position and putting yourself in anyone's position can help you have a better outlook on the world because you can understand more. So with that said, I, I mean, I do think you should watch this movie and, and have a thought. This is, this is a deep thinking uh, uh, thought. So with that said, uh, I guess we're going to get out of here. Jay, um, any last words? I'm going to go watch something uh, tame to take my mind off this. Probably
1: something calm like Serbian film.
0: I, I honestly would rather be forced to masturbate while watching Serbian film from start to finish than have to sit down and watch Cannibal again in my life because serbian film is at least over the top i know it's not real cannibal is it puts me in a position i just do not like to, i do not want to be in and me and kenneth had a conversation on the last armadillo on the side of the road episode where we talked about the the most powerful thing a film can do is make you feel truly uncomfortable um kenneth do you have any parting words
2: The only thing that I can say is that if you've listened to this podcast before you've watched the movie, think about our words and think about how you feel as a person long and hard before you watch this movie. This is not your typical movie. This is not your typical horror movie. These things really did happen. And I want people to think about that before they get into this. This is not your everyday cookie cutter horror movie.
0: Yeah. And I, I legit have no idea what song is going to so- come after this. I, I, I actually, I don't even know if there's going to be an ending song, guys. Um, so you might just have to wait till the next episode to get a ending song. We'll see how I feel after I edit it. Um, but with that being it'll said... It will
1: definitely be something
0: lighter. Uh, yeah, next episode will be back to, to fun... Uh, it will either be one of two things. We this will either... get
1: super heavy. <laughs> yeah, it
0: did. Uh, this, the, the next episode will either, if, if scheduling works out, we will have JP on and we will cover Adam green's frozen. If it does not, yeah, that's going to be
1: a fun debate. You
0: will get either, uh, we'll, we'll just jump into our February episodes, which will either be our, our personal top 10 favorite horror movies of all time list. We will each have our own top 10 list. Uh, plus a few runner-ups, or you will get into us, go, us taking Jay back to the Universal Classic Monster movies and we are doing The Wolfman and we will hopefully be bringing Carly from Netflix and Chill and the unofficial Horror Pack podcast on because she also has never seen The Wolfman. So we will get a an older man's opinion on this movie and a younger woman's opinion on this movie the first time as Kenneth and I have already been on that other side of the fence and know those pastures are greener. So <laughs> will these other two join us? You will have to tune in to see. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, once again, you can buy Kill the Cash shirts. You can support us on YouTube. Join our Facebook oh, group. I would like to actually cut you off right there. Uh, sorry. Oh. Uh, and
1: like super hype up our YouTube. Me and Jerry have a renewed... Uh, a renewed... Urge the people. Vigor for oh. our YouTube and we are producing content on a regular weekly basis. We're both participating in a top five Friday challenge that us
0: and some other YouTubers have put together. Including uh, JP from Twenty-Two Shots, Derek and Dub Dubs from Cinema Attack Podcast. Dub Dubs. Dub Dubs and uh the Shoyer Brothers from the Woodsboro uh podcast. And uh, Carly is actually maybe joining us with the top five also. So hopefully oh, we'll even nice. have more people. Lots yeah, of nice Pete.
1: short videos, uh, easy to digest, lots of cool stuff, lots of different styles. Jerry likes to sit in front of the camera and show off uh, movies he has related to this, to the choices in his top five, as well as some accompanying images. I like to do voiceovers while I show clips from the movies I'm talking about. Uh, and Kenneth likes them.
0: to just not do it.
1: Yeah, he yeah, hates
2: I was just about to say, I mean, I'm sorry for you people out there that, you know, enjoy listening to what I got to say. And I know y'all would love to see my beautiful mug, but uh, I'm an introverted asshole, so I really don't like being in front of the camera.
0: But we do want to try to get Kenneth to start writing some stuff for the Patreon because he is a very good writer. I appreciate that. Like Jay said, if you like YouTube videos, uh, definitely check those out. And you will also... Every once in a while, we'll be doing early access, especially for the Top 5 Fridays. I almost always do mine early access on the Patreon, so you can check them out there. Plus, on the Patreon, we have our commentaries. Right now, we're going through Season 1 of the real Ghostbusters cartoon. The first episode is available for everyone, so go check it out on the Horophilia website. Watch it and see if you like it. The second video is already up in Patreon, and towards the end of this month, the third episode will drop, and the beginning of epi- the beginning of February, the fourth episode will drop. So, definitely go check out our Patreon. Links are in the description, as always. Um, other than that, for Kill the Cast, thanks for joining us for this very, very heavy episode. Um, we'll be we'll be back to uh jokes next time, but every once in a while we just gotta get a little serious. So with that being said, we love all of you. Have a good night, watch some good horror movies, and um I'm not saying I'm
2: gonna watch cartoons with my kids.
0: Yeah, that's go a, fuck a good yourself. move. That's a good
1: <laughs> move. I, right, I feel like I need an action movie or something.
0: Yeah, I'm probably gonna go back to watching Dragon Ball Super. So there's that. So goodbye, everyone. We will see you next time here on Kill the Cast.